Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Up we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space is sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her quite human companion, Philip Gilfus. Now, I feel like this quite human might be protesting too much? Maybe, maybe. So, where are you in your rewatch now, darling? I know we've been busy, but... We have been busy, so I don't think I've gotten too terribly much further. I am... In the one where the doctor finds all of those people who keep making their clones, and then he becomes a clone, and it stopped there. Little plastic people or whatever they're yes, called. Yes, yeah. I, I saw them in our book, but I can't remember what they're called. Sure. And I did notice on Twitter today that uh, Doctor Who is filming in Sheffield today, so people have been taking picture of... The TARDIS and Jody and all that. That's very exciting. I like the idea. I know that we're not going to see it for, you know, several months still, but I like knowing that it's happening. And, of course, we want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day weekend. And, uh, darling, what did you wake up to? (laughs) Well, I woke up this morning after we agreed that we weren't going to do anything for Valentine's Day for each other. The doctor lies. The Doctor Lies, yes. I woke up to balloons and flowers and the second Mr. Doctor book and a whole bookshelf covered in our previously owned Doctor Who baby dolls. (laughs) Yep, so we have our TARDIS, we have some action figures, our Dalek, our... Plush adipose, one or two DVDs, an audio, a big finish production, some sonic screwdrivers, books, coasters, etc., etc. So we have our little Doctor Who nook. Yes, we now have a Doctor Who nook, which is great fun. So the premise of Doctor Who is, of course, having various adventures throughout time and space. When it comes to traveling in time and space... That means visits to countless alien worlds and encountering all sorts of aliens, friendly or not. It's impossible to discuss all the aliens that the Doctor, who is also an alien, and his companions have met, but we thought we'd discuss some of our favorites, and I'm sure we'll return in future episodes to other aliens and monsters. So I thought we'd kind of go maybe round-robin style here and... Talk about, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, your first favorite, but you're among your list of favorites, and we'll see how far it gets us. Well, I think, since we've already mentioned him, and he's currently sitting in our Doctor Who nook, one of my favorite aliens is the adipose. <laughs> Just because they're so cute. <laughs> so I guess this would be a tenth Doctor. We're not going to try to do episode titles off the top of our heads. Oh, but, gosh, no. Yeah, but this would be the tenth Doctor, and Donna... Of course, I guess. This yes, of course. This would be yeah. her return, I believe, as a uh, yes, yes, because companion. yeah, she has been investigating this on her own and has quite a comical 
uh, reunion with the Doctor, which is lots of fun. So the season premiere, whatever series this was. So so what do you like about the adipose, darling? I like that they're babies. I like that they are harmless. I really like the fact that they are the fat from humans, and I could honestly use a few of them myself. Um, I don't know if they're harmless, darling. They did kill some people. Well, yes, but that's not their fault. That That was the fault of the nanny who forced that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, CGI or whatever you want to call it, but the little mounds of fat are cute, and they have their little tooth. Oh, so cute! And they make that little squeaky noise, and they wave up at you. I just think they're adorable. <laughs> so, how about you? What is what is your first pick? Sure, and I, I'm afraid we're going to go from adorable to quite scary. I think, um, and that is the silence. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, oh no, no. I know, right? scary. I don't like it. <laughs> so I just think it was an interesting concept that got introduced in um, uh, the 11th Doctor's sort of second series premiere, if I remember off the top of my head. Um, or, you know, his second series, mm. and the premiere of that second series, whatever number that is, depending upon how you count series, whether you do New Who or Complete Who, series counting. But it's an interesting concept of uh, the alien who is very scary looking. He sort of has that sort of, or you know, gender neutral, I'm sure, but has that sort of very stereotypical alien look of the big eyes. And A the, little you know, bit like Slender Man yeah. kind of thing. But that you instantly forget the silence when you look away. And, and so that's sort of very, even more scary because then you forget who they are and, and you sort of watch our characters and some escape them and some get electrocuted to death, which of course is, you know, not good. But I, I think it was interesting, and I don't know if I like it or not, how they we eventually learn the explanation of why they're like that. Uh, if you remember with the Loveth Doctor's last story, uh, the time of the Doctor off the top of my head, um, it's explained that they're actually priests, and so you can confess your sins to them, and then I guess forget about it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those sort of convoluted Moffat storylines. I'm sorry not to you know, throw shade here of, you know, I guess how they started off because they're with the church, right? The church of the future. Yes. And yeah. I guess that the silence that we first uh, encounter in our, in our viewing is basically the renegade version of the church that is trying to fight the doctor to prevent him from going back to Christmas town or, and, you know, answering his name and bringing back the time Lords and all that stuff that we learn in the very convoluted time of the doctor. But anyway, but I thought it a very scary uh, alien, you know, and, and I think that's a, an awesome, was it two-parter, I believe, series premiere where the Doctor, you know, because they, they, they can use mind control, the silence, and he uses them to basically mind control humans to attack the silence on sight, and it's very cool with the landing of the moon. Yes, and all very, you know, people walking around with marks on their skin to remind themselves and taping and... It, I felt like that it was wrapped up too quickly, like that we sort of preview them for a while and preview them and hear they're coming, what's happening, what's happening, done now. Yeah. Um, I would have liked, I think, maybe more of that, but never mind, yeah. never mind. I would prefer no silence at all uh, because they scare me. That's right. The silence falls. All right. And what about your next one, darling? Well, I'm going to go with another sort of scary one. Definitely another scary one. I'm going with the Weeping Angels. Ah, tell me, what do you know of the Weeping Angels? Don't blink. Um, I, and I think 
they're particularly fantastic because they've become such cult favorites, I think. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that they've only been in two, maybe three episodes. Um, And that's all new Who. I just think they're brilliant. I think they're a great invention. And uh, I really enjoy them. And I loved, loved, loved the episode with uh, Michelle Williams um, when we first see the... Oh, don't blink. Don't blink. Yeah. The official don't blink. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I just thought that was so wonderfully done. Sparrow. Isn't that her character's name? Something Sparrow. Yeah. With the doctor on the videos and answering the questions. And yeah, I just, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that was an interesting introduction. And again, we can argue if they're overused, which I think sometimes Doctor Who can go into that direction of overusing things to get too favorited um but because don't blink of course is sort of like the doctor and martha have a cameo and like it's not even yeah their yeah. episode um, they took some time off yeah exactly i think because there was a big one coming up i don't know if that was the john smith one or whatever yeah and i think uh angels take manhattan with amy and rory's sort of last hurrah which i don't know the statue of liberty i think was going too far yes but yeah. anyway but still i like the premise that not only are the don't blink but i, I do like at least initially, where they don't actually kill you. They just send you back in time to die of old age, or you know, they just feed off the time energy, So, which yes, is also is scary. Uh, yes, and that's ultimately how they finish as well, right? Because that's how that's where what happens to Rory and Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I find them terrifying and delightful all at the same time. And we did, of course, see a plush Weeping Angel when we were in London, and I think that's really inappropriate. Yes. Plush adipose I can get behind. Plush weeping angel. No. I think no. you just now I mean, if no, they had weeping angel lawn ornaments. Oh yeah. We could line the driveway with those suckers. You just have to change them every few seconds to get the full effect. Yes. As they move slowly towards you. Yeah, I'm gonna to talk to my dad about that. I feel like he could sort something out. <laughs> well, let's get away slightly from scary, even though I guess they were presented as scary at first, but I think over time we've come to like them, and that's the Ood. I have the Ood on my list as well. So, right. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to remember when they were first introduced. I want to say, well, I mean, I know they were the 10th Doctor, but I think it was the first time they were sort of scary. They're sort of this quote-unquote slave race, and then they were getting the red eyes, and they were going after people and bonking people on the heads with their what we later learn are their brains, but they're translators, you know, bulbs or whatever, and sapping their brains. And so they, they're very scary monsters, but we come to learn that they're actually quite nice. They live to serve. So, I mean, um, you know, we're, I, th- I forget if it was Donna or whoever was like, you know, don't you want to do something with yourselves? Or whether it was Martha, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Mm. But they're like, no, we just live to serve. We, we want to bring you tea and make sure you're comfortable. And that's pretty much what we like to do. Um, but I, I, and I can't remember if it was their first appearance or second appearance when we finally learned it's their brains. Yes. And yeah. so it's such a vulnerable species, of course, that I guess they have to evolve to, to take care of others because they're such vulnerable that they have to literally hold their brains in their hands. And so they're actually very vulnerable species. And so they've evolved to just basically be really nice and please don't hurt us. And we love to serve you tea. And people keep hurting them, which yeah, is sad. But people are terrible. So, yes, I, I like the Ood. I, I have a really soft spot for them. I mean, I wish, because, you know, they're very uh, bizarre look. Well, of course, they're aliens and they're supposed to. But, I mean, you know, they sort of this monstrous appearance. 
And like I said, they sort of have monsters at first, but you know, they're they're friendly, they're nice. Who cares if they look kind of monsters? They sing very beautifully, as we find Absolutely. out. Absolutely, and I think that's part of it. You know, you have to look beyond their weird face thingy and the ood, and understand that they're lovely. And I think it was sort of maybe an unresolved storyline. Um, I guess we can blame Davies for this one, but that with the end of time, I didn't know I was going to say no episode titles, but I'm just proud of myself that I can name some of them. But with the end of time, of course, when when the doc tenth doctor, you know, quote unquote, returns or answers the call of the Ood, he sees that they've you know evolved way beyond they should have been in a, such a short time. And I thought that was sort of like, well, I would have liked to learn more about why that happened. Because he's sort of like, well, this is wrong. How'd this happen? And then he goes off to Earth to find out what's going on there. But it'd be, be nice to return to the Ood, maybe, with uh, the 13th Doctor, you know. Because, I, again, I, I feel like some of these aliens, if, once they're popular, it's like everything else. And in life, when something gets popular, it's going to be out there and forever and ever. And it's like, okay, a little too much. Let's scale back. But I think we we haven't used them in a while. I can come back. Yeah, I think it's time for them to come back. Mm-hmm. So what about you, darling? All right, I'm going to put two together. Uh-oh, that's breaking the rules. I know, but I'm going to do it anyway. And there's a reason behind it. So my two together are the Centaurans and the Silurians. Because I really like Lady Vastra and Strax together. Along with Jenny, obviously, but Jenny's human, so... We can't really count her in as far as our alien discussion, but I just, I love Strax. I love Lady Vastra. I think it might be time to bring them back again. Sure, and there is a name for the trio, and I'm not going to Google it right now, but there's some sort of, with Jenny and Lady Vastra and and Strax, they're sort of known as the, whatever street they live in, I think, is the the something trio or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Sort of the uh, Sherlock Holmes version of the their little crime fighting agency or detective agency ladies detective agency <laughs> so so i mean i think it's interesting and i'm trying to remember and i'm sure listeners you're going to be smarter than me whether cuz in some ways those characters are just thrown at us but it'd be curious to go back i'm trying to figure out did we see those characters or is or can we retcon that we saw those characters before and that they were reformed in other words you know, did we see the Doctor face the Sunterrans and maybe there was one? Because they all, I'm not going to... I feel like that act, we did with that, the actor with who played, Strax. Yeah, the actor who plays Strax has played all of the Sunterrans. Yeah, so you I, can say that maybe he was one of those and that the Doctor, what, punished him by making him a nurse? Yeah, I feel like that we might see it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like, that might be a go back to... I'm almost positive of that. I'll have to... Let us know, guys. (laughs) Um, Because I think that's, you know, it kind of reminds me of the family blood episode where it it ends very like, what, you know, the doctor, you know, when he made himself John Smith, the reason he escaped is because the other choice was to punish them. And now we see why he feared that. So the punishments he makes for the family blood, which I know is different. But anyway, but for Strax, he punished this Sontaran out for war by forcing him to be a nurse during war. So he has to heal. And and then and then you know there's all the, the fun things that come with his comic relief and then with Lady Vastra, you know the Solorian who in like I think the three part episode with Eleven even though this is the tenth Doctor but anyway you know that these are the the dinosaurs or you know whatever you want to call it the the people who lived on Earth before us and you know are trying to come out of their interior tunnels to destroy 
the humans, and I know there's been classic episodes, um, which I'm actually not 100% of. 1970 is the first time we see a Silurian. I looked it up. There you go. Because I, I wanted to know, obvi- obviously we had seen the episodes with the Centaurans before. I think it's the third Doctor, but I w- I'd be interested. Maybe we'll come upon that episode sometime. Yeah. Um, is their debut. So I like the fact that, you know, obviously we've got the Cybermen and the Daleks um, who reappear Almost through almost every Doctor. But I like the fact that we have some aliens that just pop up every now and then. A nice return. And then I wonder always how we think about the updated look. So obviously I'm sure both the Centaurans, as you know from watching mm. the first Centauran episode. And the Silurians. The Time Warrior up on my head. And then the Very Silurians. much have changed. Yeah, I was looking at that. Which I'm going to use as a segue to talk briefly about the Cyborgs. Okay. Cyberman, sorry. Cyberman. Um, now you're going twice in one row. You didn't two. Now you're going to do a third. But go ahead, darling. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day. Be my guest. Aw, thanks, baby. I mean, I was going to anyway. The Cybermen's evolution, I think, is my favorite out of all of the aliens that have shown up from the very beginning and gone all the way to the end because it's been partly explained. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about, oh, yeah, no, because they're humanoid upgrades, they themselves also upgrade. And then when we had the terrible, terrible episodes where we lost Bill, Mm -hmm. she is one of the original ones because of where they are in the spaceship kind of thing. And so I feel like they've done a really nice job making the Cybermen consistent even when they had to go back to do it if that makes sense i actually had on my list cybermen in parentheses in small doses um because again i think i don't and i don't know what the balance is you know as a doctor who fan because you know when when the 13th doctor starts we're all gonna be like oh when's the first dalek episode when's the first cyberman episode but and i don't know i I know this is gonna probably be an unpopular opinion i'd be fine if they just sat out a series her first series and maybe just didn't do anything familiar Though I know that's going to be, people would rather be like, why, you're saying she's not like a regular doctor? She can't have the, you know, but I don't know. And I disagree. I want some of the familiar. I need, I think that's one of the things that makes the regeneration work, mm-hmm. is that we see the consistency of something. But I would agree that maybe the Daleks and the Cybermen, particularly because the Cybermen played such a big part in the regeneration of the Twelfth Doctor, they can sit on the sidelines for a little while, and I think that's okay. But I would love to see the adipose show up, yeah. or maybe the weeping angels. They may need just a little bit more resting time, or Strax and Vastra, Vastra and Jenny showing up. They that would be interesting, um, particularly because of the relationship between Vastra and Jenny. If you throw another attractive woman into the mix. You <laughs> Are you know? saying ah. some, some slight sexual harassment should occur? Well, I'm just thinking that, you know, there could be some jealousy issues with this new doctor face. I think it could be fun. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I've never really got into it. So, but in more, like, so why do you like Strax so much? Um, just the comic relief? Yes, I just find him delightfully ridiculous. I mean, he's a bit neutered, maybe actually literally, given how I think the Sontarans reproduce with clones. But anyway, I, you know, he's sort of the, he still has the Sontaran spirit, but, you know, 
with limits. That he's and not, he's kind of damn. He's not allowed to kill anyone, but he can still be like, we will kill all you with grenades, but not really. Yes. And I just, yeah, I just find him. And I find the, the shape of him, I think, fun and a little bit squidgy. And, you know, I, yeah, I, very non-threatening, despite the attempt to be threatening. And what about Lady Vastra, the... uh I forget what she's called, the Veiled Detective. But anyway, I forget what her nom de plume is among the humans of that time. But Yeah, I just like that she's very clever. Um, she's beautiful. I just think the makeup and the, the work that goes into building her is just so gorgeous. I just think she's beautiful. And just sort of the, uh, I don't know what the right word, not outlandish, but sort of the, you know, she's a uh, Silurian, even though she tries to stay veiled who's openly living with her housekeeper slash wife. And it's just, you know, interesting to see that encounter with the Victorian... Victorian times, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, I just think they're a fun combination. So, to go back to Scary for a moment, and I hate to be so 10th Doctor here, but anyway, the Vashta Narada. And this would be from the library episode. Oh. Yes, that live in the shadows, the little creatures. Yes, I don't, and I don't then if you know. see an extra shadow, it's already too late. You made bad choices, baby. I mean, you know, it's such a typical thing. Of course, you know, we're all instinctively, to one degree or the other, afraid of the dark. And then to institute the fact that there's something in there. There's something actually in there. And that is just a little bit. But then when they live in the trees or whatever, and you now have library and just goes all wrong. And who turned out the lights? Yes. Um, Who turned out yeah, the lights? And the, yeah, complete with, you know, their death words kept in memorial. Yeah, that was that was a scary episode. <laughs> it was all very scary. Now, I have a, someone on my list, and I think we can have this argument or discussion for, for a little bit, uh, because whether it's an alien or not, because it's certainly presented as an alien, and that is the face of Bo. Well, I didn't put him on the list because I suspect we're going to talk maybe a little bit more about him at some point. We're going to talk about the face of Bo Araman. Yes, and don't do that. People will stop listening to us if you continue to make bad jokes. They've all been sending me DMs on Twitter saying make him stop doing that. But so what do you think? Do do we, uh, you know, because of course, you know, we have the face of Bo. I think shows up twice. Again, tenth doctor. Sorry, but then we get the appearance, or excuse me, the 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 offhanded remark, and I think Journey's in. See, I'm trying to do this yeah. of when Captain Jack Harkness is walking away and says something about you know getting a little older. I know I live forever. Starting to notice a little few differences. They used to call me the face of O. Ha ha ha! And then Martha and the Doctor kind of look at each other, and, and they're like, "What?" And like that. And so you know, I mean, we could be led to believe it's not actually Jack. But. Yeah, absolutely. Although I like the idea that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the face of Bo a lot. And I think, is is Captain Jack alien? I or was, is he just really futuristic human? Really futuristic human. Time but, agent from the future. Yeah. Um, feel free. Well, of course, I guess the argument is by that time, there's a lot of cross... Interbreeding. <laughs> yeah, so yes. how human is whatever, but... For for general purposes, you know, we're not doing any blood tests here in this discussion, but human enough, I suppose, to not maybe be on the alien discussion. Yes, although then he gets his immortal status and can't be killed, which comes in handy in Torchwood. 
um, in particular, but throughout all of it. And yeah, potentially then becomes the face of Bo. Now, we did tweet last week asking uh, everyone's opinion about what your favorite aliens were. Now, of course, um, the Twitter polls only allow four options, so obviously there's not a lot of options we could give other than giving a fourth right in option. But on our poll, uh, I listed for, you know, what your favorite alien was and gave the choice of the Daleks, the Cybermen, the Sontarans, and then others, of course, because, again, there's so many others. But the uh, poll results, I suppose, are not surprising if if we're to believe how things go. The Daleks at number one with 40%. um, But Cybermen not too far behind with 33%. And the Sontarans at 20%, which I actually think is pretty heavy. Um, yeah, given I it, voted for the Sontarans. Right. So for others, and I'm sorry if I can't remember all the responses, but I remember one of the responses was the Ice Warriors, which um, I know uh, the new who for, for you, darling, would be if you would remember him from the 11th Doctor episode um, with the Russian submarine and Clara and the Russians have found this uh, frozen, yes. and the, the Ice Warrior comes down. He's a general or whatever. Yes. And then I think there's another Ice Warrior episode later on. It may be the 12th Doctor. Sorry, off the top of my head. And I think there's the, the maybe like the, because I remember it was like a female Ice Warrior. I don't know if it was like a queen or an empress or just another general or whatever. But anyway, so they've used him once or twice uh, in New Who. And, of course, they appeared with the second and the third Doctor as well. So, again, these these aliens that have reappeared, which is quite nice. They are actually the official Martians. That's they true. They are literally from Mars. So, there you go. <laughs> if you uh, have any ones that we haven't mentioned yet, you can find me on Twitter at NC Public Servant, And you can uh, let us know any ones you, you uh, think we should add. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can find me at One Phoenix Theater. And of course, you can also find us at the Nerd Party Twitter, at Join Nerd Party, or on the Facebook page of the Nerd Party. So, of course, we could keep on talking forever because, again, there's, I mean, how many aliens? We have the Doctor Who character encyclopedia that I was sort of cheating with um, to look through, and there's dozens and dozens. Of course, we. We've talked some classic origins, but there's, you know, a monster of the week in, in all, most of classic. So, you know, it's it's too many to name. So that's why as as we keep going, we'll, we'll name more and you can send us yours and it'll give us an excuse to maybe watch some of the more classic monsters. Yes. Speaking of which, I think it's time to dive into the TARDIS library. I thought we would talk about the first aliens to ever appear in Doctor Who, of course, apart from the Doctor and his granddaughter, and that would be the Daleks. Yay! Surprise, right? So this was the second serial ever of Doctor Who, um, the Daleks, appropriately named, I suppose, serial, and this first premiered on 21st December 1963. It was a seven-episode serial, much to my wife's chagrin, um, starring <laughs> the first Doctor, and I'm going to give a brief synopsis, darling, from TARDIS.wikia. Yes, please. The TARDIS has brought the travelers to the planet Scaro, where they meet two indigenous races. The Daleks, malicious mutant creatures encased in armored travel machines, and the Thals, beautiful humanoids with pacifist principles. They convince the Thals of the need to fight for their own survival against 
their species. Yeah, so I thought there's actually, this is only the first paragraph of the synopsis. The second one just says, like, this is how the episode ends. So I thought I'd leave it apart in case you wanted to watch it. But anyway, (laughs) not that we're not going to spoil it right now. But anyway, there's a lot, of course, to get from this. The doctor gets away. That's true. Though uh, there is a a little bit of a death count in this episode. There is, yes, yeah. So, you know, there's actually a lot to talk about this serial, but just focusing on the Daleks. um, What did you think of the first appearance and how much did they match with? what you know of the Daleks already? Um, a lot of the similar things. I mean, the Daleks have kept a very, very similar shape all the way through. Um, they've been modernized a little bit over the years, but I think that's okay. The same sort of voice. They don't talk as much now as they did in that episode. Like, there was a lot of Dalek talking. Oh, whereas these days it's just sort of exterminate. And Doctor and things like that. There was a lot. And it got a little bit wearing on the ear, that voice. It's like listening to the um, Klingons talk during Discovery. You know, eventually your ear's sort of going, ouch. That that (laughs) type. I thought it was some things they introduced. And and this is going to sound silly on my part. But I remember when I first started watching Doctor Who, which of course was New Who stuff. I don't think I ever realized there were things inside. I just assumed it was just the machines were the Daleks. Yeah. And then later on, you know, of course, we sort of see them inside, the creatures inside. But, of course, they established from the very beginning that there are creatures the inside. That's that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. And if I'm not mistaken, the um, creatures, it's a mutation as a result of their planet exploding or something nuclear happening on their planet. Right. As, as many popular storylines and the 60s and onwards, this, you know, planet experiences nuclear war. There's one side that mutates one way and the Khaleds that you go another way, which is just Dalek backward, of course. And so that's sort of how that's explained, because I guess they live in the city and then the Thals live in the countryside or whatever. But, yeah, the one thing that's introduced is that the Daleks run on static electricity. So I guess they're sort of... Yes, renewable yeah, energy. and they, they get magnets to hold them to the ground sometimes. Yeah, that was interesting. So, but I mean, everything, like you said, is still the same. Plunger hand, shoot, you know, laser. Whisk. Yep, and uh, 360 eyes. I, I don't know, and of course, you can tell me if I'm wrong, audience, how many times we get people actually climbing inside the Dalek uh, armor, but Ian, uh, the, one of the first companions here, d- 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 does that, you know, so plays Dalek, so okay. surprised I haven't seen that more often. I think the last time I remember that is the twelfth Doctor sort of going Sitting on. Sitting in it, and yeah. Zoom, zoom, zoom. He's like, zoom, isn't this zoom, your zoom, worst zoom. nightmare that you've ever thought of, Daleks? Well, the, the, the futuristic Clara, we see her actually as a Dalek. That's true. Um, and all of the other astronauts and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, yeah, you see it a couple of times, at least. And I think it's interesting you know we sort of explore the origins like i said the nuclear war um up and down and the the power source ultimately i guess gets destroyed in this episode and that's the end of the daleks ha 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 um, <laughs> yeah. but i think you know not to spoil ahead you know, to a future thing but i do like how talking about you know look going back again it's not until the fourth doctor story that we go further back to explore the origins of the daleks because okay. the fourth doctor is sent on an adventure to 
when the Daleks were first created by Davros. Oh, yes, of course. So, but I, I, you know, and so of course the Daleks proves very popular, very enduring in that first serial or, or the second serial of the first series. And, you know, so we've revisited them, of course, many, 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 many times, but I, I don't think we've ever gone too crazy outside of their, other than, of course, making them fly, I suppose, but. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, they have become the, the quintessential Dr. Arch enemy, haven't they? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, and, you know, like you said, the, the look hasn't changed too much. They're a little bit more thinner than they were. A little, they were a little more fat back then, I guess. So the controller just sat a little more comfortably. Lots of ample room, but I guess has remote, maybe <laughs> remote control technology has improved. It's gotten a bit thinner. But anyway, I, I when we were watching the Stephen Moffat interview um, a few weeks ago, when he redesigned the Daleks in the World War II episode... Um, with Winston Churchill, apparently, oh, right. apparently yes. there was a big fan outcry of the primary Crayola color Daleks, which I was like, I mean, I guess, but I was like, it's not a big deal, whatever. I don't mind a yellow yeah, dog; it doesn't no, bother I, me. It didn't bother me. In fact, we've got a red one here, which yeah. is nice. Um, no, it didn't bother me completely. Again, I, you know, I like to have an explanation for why the aliens are evolving. Mm-hmm. In the fictional world, but... Um, yeah, because we don't need much. I mean, we get it. Budgets are better than they were 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, just throw a little one line and we're, we're good. Yeah, they bred... This Dalek bred with a telephone box. <laughs> That's why he's red. So what are we going to talk about next week, Philip? Well, since we uh, talked a lot about aliens, let's talk about maybe some more humans. Not to be like we talk about one or the other. But we did our 10th Doctor Companion series uh, a few weeks ago, so let's just keep on surging ahead and talk about the 11th Doctor Companions. Yes. Which okay. would include your Lady Vastrin Strax, so you can talk even more about them. Yay! I'm excited about that. And of course, Amy and Rory and Clara. Clara. Little bit of River Song. I think that we'll probably end up devoting an entire episode in the future to our River Song. Right, and if you play that episode backwards, it'll make sense. Okay, stop talking now. <laughs> well, darling, until next week, you're my favorite Valentine to be with in all of time and space. Oh, I'm going to give you lots of smoochies when the microphone's off. This is BBC Television.